Hello, everyone, and welcome to a VBCOA podcast, a Building Code Geeks podcast. I am your host, Ms. Christina Jackson, the VBCOA Education Chair. And with me today is Ms. Allison Cook. How are you, Allison? Hi, good afternoon, Christina, and everyone listening. I'm thrilled to be here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for agreeing to uh, give your knowledge and information out to the podcast, Building Code Geek World. <laughs> <laughs> So first off, Allison, tell me a little bit about yourself and how long have you been in the code profession? Uh, so I've been in the code profession almost a decade now. Um, I started out uh, with a degree in landscape architecture, which I always like to tell people because there's so many different ways to end up in this industry. So I have a really like funny backwards way of getting here. Um, started in project management and then the government agency I was working for uh, had an ADA uh, case against them. And I got pulled into that and learned all about accessibility and building codes and loved every second of it. So then started, uh, got into plan review, working with residents and small businesses. And now I'm with Arlington, Virginia and love what I do, as well as a ton of stuff with ICC, which I'm excited to get into today about all the different ways that people can like be a code geek and get into their own little things they're excited about. Oh, that's great. That's great, Allison. So, um, so how did you actually get into plan review? Like how, what was the details? Was there someone that you knew in the business and they talked to you about how they enjoyed it? Was it just something you just stumbled upon and was like, I think I might be good at this? You know, was there someone that literally impacted you in becoming a plan reviewer, you know, into the world of plan review for local government? Um, so it really was like a happy stumble accident. <laughs> so like I said, I was working in an agency that um, had a case with them and with DOJ for accessibility issues and got pulled into a team of, of folks and ended up um, managing a team of inspectors who were going out to 400 different park and recreation sites, everything from huge community centers with pools to little tiny things that we don't even deal with necessarily in building code like a playground. Um, Ended up running the inspections team for that and creating a lot of guides, information for the agency, as well as reviewing plans there for new buildings that were going to come up to make sure you had basic things like maneuvering clearance. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned that there was this whole world in industry uh, that had codes and standards. I took my first ICC exam, the accessibility one. Um, and wow. really loved it. Oh, yeah, that was my first, like, there was nobody else who was doing codes. Uh, the guy had retired. So, like, the reason I got pulled in was the guy who'd been doing this for the last 10 years responding to DOJ. Uh -huh. um, retired. And then DOJ was like, we haven't heard from you in a year. And we have an agreement that every year you tell us what's happening and what your progress is. And we all went, we what now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is the most local government thing ever. <laughs> right. Um, right. You know, so... I like really did just stumble upon it and then loved it, really found ICC interesting, codes interesting, engaging. So started looking for jobs in that industry and started started on that pathway. And then once I got to Alexandria, um, Bill King was a huge mentor there who was like, hey, you don't know the residential code. You don't know the building code, but here's kind of where to start with that. Here's where to learn from with that and was just incredibly supportive. Um, and really helped me grow. 
That is awesome. So speaking of getting involved in the code, how did you get involved with VBCOA as, as a whole? And then hopefully that leads into how you worked with VBCOA very intimately as being the um, Virginia existing building code chair uh, and how you championed that code change and where, where did that also take you? I know there's like five questions in here, but <laughs> no, that's work, awesome. Um, work with me. <laughs> so I would say to anybody listening, the best thing you can start doing is just volunteer at the level you're interested in or where you want to start. So whether that's with like VBCOA and your um, region meetings, that's where I started is I needed CEUs. <laughs> One of our, <laughs> Don't you, know, you need to get those 16 CEUs every year. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> and so I started going to the, the, to my meetings at, uh, in region, in the region, because we do educational opportunities there and started to get engaged and started to see like, okay, there's a, a process for how these codes come about and, um, started to participate a little on the code change cycle because there were some things I didn't agree with, which that's my favorite motivator. Any of you who read the code and go, this makes no sense, or we shouldn't allow people to do this, or this, this is gray. Awesome. That's the best starting point for getting involved in code development is that's to say right. something could be better. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure you have a few code sections, Christina, where you're like, who wrote this? Yes, yes, yes. I've authored my my fair share of code changes as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so I started at the region level. I started to participate and then um, got asked, hey, we have somebody to be vice chair um, for the existing building code committee. We, we need somebody to help coordinate things. And I, I started participating. I was extremely, extremely fortunate that Emery Rogers um, was willing to frankly babysit me. And Emery Rogers, Ron Clements, like hand held me through that first year because halfway through the person who had been chairing it left for private industry. So people were like, you're going to chair this? Um, so the best thing you can do for yourself in those things too is to find people who have been doing this for a few more years than you have. <laughs> I'll phrase it that way in case in case anyone is listening, Ron. Um, we have some really fabulous people in VBCOA um, who if you reach out to them and say like, I want to be involved or I'd love to do something, where do you need help? Um, I would say- Or you want to be like, interviewed for a podcast. Yeah, you want to be, <laughs> hey, I heard the podcast. I'd love to talk about it. Um, I'm interested in this. Um, you know, I know it's the VBCOA podcast and I can't say enough, like that is where I got my foot in the door. So like, yes, but there's also Wicked, there's also ICC, like I'm hoping this reaches out to also a larger level, not only VBCOA, but I'm sure there are some folks I'll be sending this to um, my friends in other parts of the country who I've met for ICC. So get involved at the local level where you're interested in and find people who have been doing this for a bit and say like, hey, coach me through the code change process. Hey, I, I'm trying to run this committee and put together these things. Who do I not have to get this done? So I got, I got really lucky and Emery said to me, you need to pull in these other people. You need to pull in Dave Collins. You need to pull in Tim Ryan. Like if you want this, not just at Virginia, but you want to push this nationally because the existing building code 
is newer and is a work right. in progress. Right. I was about to say it's a fairly newer code. People aren't as comfortable. People aren't even as comfortable with that code as they are the IRC, the IBC. You know your your grandfather codes. That's what I like. Exactly. To call them. <laughs> yeah. And and there's the first pass you take at anything, right? Like. I'm sh the deck section in the IRC. You can see how that's evolved over time. Oh my God, the whole section <laughs> change. You, as someone who teaches the building code, I was like, oh, this is just great. <laughs> change up my whole thing because the whole section changed. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's really like where I got that start is like starting at the region level, level starting to know people and saying yes to like, yeah, let me try this opportunity and find people who can coach me through where to be successful or not. Um, I would say to anyone who's listening to this, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can email me at Arlington. Anyone who wants to do the code development process at the Virginia level or at the national level or both, find me. It looks scary, but I guarantee you, you can find a video of me completely choking my first code change cycle out. There, There is video from Albuquerque mid-year of me trying to present the existing building code stuff we did uh, uh -huh. in Virginia and trying to get it national. And I just full-on faceplant and the moderators are so nice so <laughs> if you see me up there now either in virginia um because i am passionate about making sure the things we do in virginia are a good solid base for the stuff that is uniquely virginia which i love that we have that cycle here the code development process here is phenomenal especially if you start talking to people elsewhere right um or if you see me at the national level where i'm goofing around and you know uh, I think this cycle, giving the moderator a hard way to go. <laughs> uh, if you happen to see that, that is a refined several years of process. So please, if you're interested, reach out. I love, love, love talking to people about this. And more people should be involved. Well, me and you both have that reputation, giving the moderators a hard time. When I had my <laughs> code change, he tried to say something. I said, wait a minute, he presented new information. I get to present new information. <laughs> Like, like, wait a minute. I'm going to rebut. <laughs> right. So, so with that said, that leads us into give some, a little bit more detail about the code change process. So we're talking about moderators and we're talking about putting it forth and we're talking about, you know, being scared and giving testimony. What, what are you talking about, Allison? What, what is all of this? Yeah. For those of you um, who maybe have just finished up getting your associate's degree in codes or construction management. Um, for folks who are finishing your high school technical training program, or if you are a plans examiner, an inspector, a permit specialist at your locality, and you're just like, hey, I want to know more about this. Generally speaking, big picture, uh, codes start at the international level, and you have a bunch of people who submit things through an online public process and say, hey, I think this could be phrased better. I think this new thing in the industry, like we're going to see a lot of stuff about car chargers coming up here. Um, because I keep trying to tell people this, it's coming, it's coming, it's, it's coming. It, it really is folks. Like there is a lot, not just fire related, that and energy related, like it's fascinating. So you, you write something up and anyone from anywhere in the world can write something and turn it in and say, this is what I think would change. And then at the international code council, you go in front of a committee of 12 folks, which I've had the privilege of serving on that this code cycle. Um, and they basically thumbs up you and say like, yep, this is a solid code change proposal, or they thumbs down you, which is a very simplified thing. And I'm sure ICC would not be amused <laughs> with my description of this. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, 
And it's certainly more complicated. You can read all about it. But essentially, you get that committee and they say, like, yes, we think this is a good proposal or no, we think it's not. And then you go through a public comment process and people have an opportunity to say, regardless of what the committee's opinion was, I think either this is not a good proposal, this is a good proposal, or it's a good proposal, but it can be made better. And they do what are called public comments. And again, anybody could do that. You could read those and write on there like, hey, I, I don't like the phrasing on this or I don't think you considered this. Right. Then we do what we just did um, and we're wrapping up tomorrow is you go in front and defend that where you say like, this is why I made those public comments or this is why I made this proposal. And then it opens up to all of the voters across the entire country about whether they want to vote to support the code change, whether they want to vote to support the amendment. Um, and it, I think what's beautiful about this is it is a truly public engagement process where anyone can submit these, anyone can discuss and debate it, and you will see some phenomenal things. You will see people who um, are local government, you will see people who are private industry, you'll see people who are hired for advocacy, and you'll see people who are just passionate about it. I mean, if you want to see something super interesting, look, I think it was two code cycles ago when tiny houses got in. Oh. And there was like literally a hundred people who all just owned a tiny house and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I was just like, dude, we're going to be here. Wait a minute. Last year it was the, um, the water people, the wind, the wind oh, turned yeah. by people. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. It was 50 of them that were like, we're against this cold change. We're like, okay. But they, everybody wanted to speak. Everybody had to speak. Oh, it was just great. Um, and it's, so it's really interesting. Um, when you can see all these different people. And then what I like, especially for ICC is the people who ultimately vote on what goes into the code are people like you and I, where it is building officials, code officials, it's local government. So there isn't an industry influence at that level. Like it really is people who are implementing this code, who are working on it, that are put up as registered voting members by their locality. Um, so that's a high level, like, here's the whole process. And then we, to a certain extent, repeat that at Virginia, right? Then once that gets adopted, we look at it at Virginia, we do the Virginia specific things, um, things that are unique to what we need or kind of the Virginia approach to things, which for the existing building code, I'm super passionate about. Uh, Kenny Payne has the phrase, is it better today than it was yesterday? Mm -hmm. um, and it's really about small businesses, in, in my opinion, and getting people in, which is a little bit different than it's been at the national level and is certainly a sort of debate between approaches. Um, so you, we repeat all that at the Virginia level with the exception of the deciding factor is a board of folks at the state level. Um, and it's a little less formal in terms of speaking out on code change proposals. At ICC, um, you mentioned the what's a moderator. You get very specific time to talk. Otherwise, I'd just talk for like an hour straight. Right. right. Never shut up. We're cold geeks. This is what we do. <laughs> right. And then we just stand there arguing back and forth about like, what is the word? Like, right. Is it fire resistant? Is it right. fire protective? Right. <laughs> um, so you get very specific time and you get very specific limits. Um, Christina, you referenced like, hey, I said, like, I testified on this, the person rebutted against me and they brought up new information, I should get to respond to that. That's the kind of stuff that we have a moderator. And right now there's a set of um, a handful or so of folks who've been doing this for a bit and they're bringing in some new folks next cycle, which I'm super excited about. 
Um, but there's a handful of folks who basically regulate it and uh, keep us all in check to make sure we're following the rules, that everybody gets their time, that everybody, um, it doesn't have a bunch of repeat things over and over again. And the one thing I love to tell people about this is they seem scary, right? When you watch some of the folks up there, it's like, oh my God, they're going to eat somebody alive today. Right. Um, and they all have personalities, right? Um, I will leave names out of it, right. but you definitely get to know right. um, who they bring up there to kind of like crack skulls and get it rolling when it's like, okay, people have gotten out of control. Let's right. like right. move it. Right. Um, and then and pick it up. Another thing too, uh, what I like about it is the camaraderie of even other building officials. Like if you go up there and like you say, fall flat on your face or stumble across something, there's always that person to come back at the end, sort of cheer you up, sort of try to make you feel better. Be like, you know, look, work with me. I'll work with you in order to get that, you know, to get that done and help you to get it through mm -hmm. next time or you know the wording is off you know make sure you have your public comment because I know that's how it was for me when I submitted my code change when I submitted my code change every you know everybody was like well we don't like this word we you need to change this and uh, if you yeah. change this, the committee will really be on board for it. I was like, oh okay, okay. And so that is very reassuring for someone who may be young getting into this field and having these, you know, looking at the codes and being like, this really doesn't make sense. You know, I, it, or it, it would be impossible to try to enforce. So I totally agree with you with what you said about um, ICC and um, how the moderator and the code change process goes. Um, so is that how you got involved with ICC or Run us back to how did you move from VBCOA to being heavily involved in ICC and tell us a little bit about everything you are involved with at ICC. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I do want to say first, though, like 100% my same experience um, in terms of like people being supportive. Look, the first code change proposal somebody writes probably is not going to go super smoothly. <laughs> um, and the other thing I'll say, too, is like you can adamantly disagree with someone like um micah in seattle and i definitely do not agree on like adus um however you can incredibly respect that person and even if you're on totally different ends of code change proposal have a drink afterwards and like i, I love that element of icc where you can very much disagree with someone and it still be incredibly respectful and incredibly um camaraderie building like you said like I, I just want to stress with people like you you really should get involved you really should write code change proposals you really should testify on code change proposals if you're not sure or you're not confident like you said everybody's going to go to bat for you and want you to succeed even if I don't agree with your proposal I still want you to like participate um but as far as how I got involved in ICC I started on a code of honor scholarship if you've never been to ICC, it's an excellent way to go. Um, basically, you they send you there and you agree that you're going to sit in the room and listen to people testify and vote. So and you're talking about the ICC um, annual business meeting and code hearing conference that they hold every year or every other year sometimes. Yes. So every uh, every three years is an off year where they don't have code development. Um, all they all they have is the annual business meeting. So next this year coming up, it'll just be the annual business meeting. 
Um, and then on the other years, the other two years, they have two meetings for code development um, that you can get the Code of Honor Scholarship for. The one is the annual business meeting you mentioned, where it's the tail end of the code development process, if you will. Um, everybody submitted and heard the proposals, the committees heard them, now there's public comments, and now we're all going to testify on them. And that is uh, the phrase, how the sausage gets made, gets brought up a lot at that, where you get to kind of see like how this all comes together. And it's real funny to see like 400 people in a room, um, even with the online voting afterwards, like there's that initial three, 400 people in a room right. weighing in on something. Right. Um, so you can go for I that. Or you can go for that mid-year where you see what the committees do, where the committees vote for things and how that, like, you can watch it from that process. I always like to have a first-timer go. I know last year was the first time I went with uh, my counterpart here in Newport News, supervisor, and she was like, it was just so interesting to actually see how, you know, a code, set, code goes from just a thought to actually being in the book. And I just think that that process, you know, is is very interesting, especially if you're in this field, you know, and she's been an inspector for 17 years, you know, and this was her first conference. And she was like, it was just real interesting to see how, you know, that process is and how it goes. And so from, we lead from the code of honor and now you're a part of the emerging leaders and you sit on committees you know what does that look like with ICC uh yeah so I've been incredibly fortunate um I got to serve on the emerging leaders membership council so ICC has a handful of membership councils and depending on what your interests are and where you are in the industry um different things may fit so the emerging leaders membership council anyone can participate in so if you're if you're not sure, even if you've been doing this, like you said, 17 years, and you're not really sure where to fit in ICC, come to Emerging Leaders Membership Council meetings. If you Google and look for ELMC ICC, um, we have Facebook pages, LinkedIn pages, we're up on ICC's website. Um, we meet typically every other month to kind of talk about the things we're doing, what's going on. Um, it was started um, by Cash as part of his um, presidential effort when he was the president of ICC's board um, to get more new people involved in the industry. So looking for people with less than a decade of experience um, or under, I think the cutoff's 30 or 35, but um, that is who can be on like the governing committee who makes decisions about what you're doing, where you're going, which is what I've been serving in for the last, oh, it'll be, I think six years coming up here. But, oh wow! Yeah, COVID made things funny because they gave like everybody like a one-year pass of like, congratulations, we're not doing anything. Everybody's right. just hanging out where they are. Right. Um. So I'm currently the past chair. Um. I was just the chair this last year, and in September handed the uh, baton over to John Hutchison, who's going to run an amazing thing this year. And that's really the goal of that is to get people into ICC, get people participating and find your niche. So for me, that's been code development. I love it. I love that process, but I've also participated in the exam development process. Um, I was on the uh, building codes and standards. Um, and there are many other, like if you're in the plumbing code or the mechanical code, there are fire code. There are different groups who work on the codes um, through ICC too. And then um, there are different membership councils, like the building membership council. So depending on what you're passionate about, there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer with ICC um, and get in the door. I would also say to folks, one of the things I've heard from people 
is, hey, I, I applied for this committee and I didn't hear back or I, I didn't get it. That's not unusual at ICC at all. I mean, I know for emerging leaders, this I'm in that boat. I know <laughs> it's hard, right? Um, I, I know for emerging leaders, we had twenty-seven some applicants for really, yeah, for five seats, four of which were term like terms that somebody would had another term they could do. So we four people we already knew like hey, we're probably going to fill them. Not guaranteed, but it's like, we know this person, they've been participating in the process. Mm-hmm. They're going to do another term if mm-hmm. they want to. Um, so it's it's really can be competitive. I would say like, it it's hard not to be, but like, don't be discouraged. I certainly, the first time I applied for BCAC, didn't get on it. Um, and something like the code action committees where you're part of that council of 12 people, um, that's extremely, extremely competitive when you think about the thousands of people who participate in ICC and there's only 12 seats for each code. Mm -hmm. So I think the best thing people can do if you're interested in going in those is go to whatever meetings you're interested in, like the same as participating in BBCOA and going to your chapter and then going to the annual conferences if you can go. Or going, I I love to promote Wicked because Virginia does a phenomenal job, but going to those meetings and participating where you can, as well as like, if you're interested in building codes, go to the building membership council meetings, go to the fire. Like once people start seeing you and getting a sense of like, oh, hey, you volunteered for this or volunteered for that. um, There's definitely a lot more that happens, but I like, I think there's very few committees I've gotten on the first time I applied or even the second. (laughs) I don't think I tried to apply for the emerging leaders, but there were some of the other committees that you know piqued my interest and I was like let me let me join and I didn't get it but I have a good friend Arminder Singh mm-hmm. yeah he's awesome he was like met him through ICC <laughs> right he was like don't you worry he was like you keep going you keep trying you know just like that the good pet person that you always meet in ICC to be like you know just keep going keep pushing you, you're going to get there so I totally agree with you. You know, don't let it be so discouraging that you don't try again, um, because there are other ways to even still be a part. You know, even though you're not on the committee, there might be a membership at large where you could attend the meetings. And I know that's what I've been doing with the emerging leaders, because I have a passion for getting more young people involved in what we do. Um, because that's the reason why I'm a teacher and I teach it. Um, and so I'm like, well, let me figure out what the emerging leaders are doing so that, you know, I can guide my students to like, you know, they get into a place and they're like, there's nothing but a whole bunch of well-seasoned people here that's got 10 years worth of experience. And here I am just coming off the street, you know, trying to learn this job, you know, who do I turn to? And I think the emerging leaders has has created a culture of mentorship to where people coming into this industry on a larger scale could have that that group to depend on to like give them career advice or career encouragement is the right term I like to use. I I love that. And I would say two things I really love about emerging leaders is you will find peers who are having similar experiences all over the country. So I have friends in Colorado, Utah, Maine, uh, Seattle, like just all over, I mean, Georgia, like Tampa, Florida. When when the hurricanes hit there, like 
there are people, Kentucky, like a million different places where I text people and you have like similar conversations about what's going on in your career, what's going on with like, hey, we have a bunch of people retiring. Um, how are you growing your career? Where are you hitting stumble, stumbling blocks? Are you choosing to stay where you're at? Are you choosing to apply at other localities? Like what's happening? And that's sort of also, you know, I may or may not have occasionally texted a photo of when someone submitted plans on a post-it note once, literally. <laughs> um, so if you're now, looking Allison, we're not at the funny side of codes yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, if you're looking for that camaraderie, you can find peers. And at least for me, it's been a little bit difficult when I was coming up um, six, seven years ago to find peers. Like a lot of the people, as you mentioned, amazingly supportive, great mentors, but more seasoned. Um, and the other side of ELMC that I really love, it is one of the most diverse places I've participated. Um, I have a funny little game I like to play where we like to see how many folks in the room uh, are very similar <laughs> in their demographics uh, compared to literally anyone else in the room. And so some rooms I would step in, I would be one of the only women or one of two women. There would be one or two people of color and that was it. And I think with emerging leaders, that's one of the things I've really valued is it is one of the rooms in ICC I can always reliably know there will be a lot of women. There will be a lot of people of color. There will be young white dudes. Like it's not just like, right. I love you guys out there. And I appreciate all the mentorship and support. And like, we wouldn't be where we are without all the people who came before us who have been supportive. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But like when you walk into a room and you are the only person in your demographic in that room, it can be a little intimidating, um, comfortable until you get to know the people and realize they will be supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, so that leads into my next question. How do oh. you see technology evolving the code, code process, the plan review process, um, just the occupation, the profession in general? Um, so I'd say the best thing about COVID, and there were a lot of really rough things, but one of the best things that happened is this push towards virtual meetings. Like, don't get me wrong. I would still encourage go to the annual conference, have that moment, like going out to dinner or lunch or grabbing a coffee with someone. There is something about that physical um, and impromptu interaction that is invaluable. But the fact that like some of these things are now done virtually, you get so many more people in the room. And I really love that. I love that people who are two years into being a plan reviewer or an inspector or a permit specialist can sit in the same room as somebody who's been doing this 30 years. Um, and anyone can come, like Emerging Leaders has been running their meetings virtually um, for a long time, but a lot of the other ICC and VBCOA things have started to offer either virtual or hybrid. And so a lot of people who their locality wouldn't fund it, um, or you couldn't be away because like your office is three people. And so you can't not be there. Um, I think the opportunity to participate is where technology is really incredible. Um, I think the other thing that's great is I, I think technology is a great tool for making things easier and faster for plan review. When I think about like I started out reviewing in paper and trying to compare when people slip sheeted and like what change did you make? And I definitely am 100% certain I missed 
things that were code compliant the first cycle and then they change something and like trying to compare it's I love in Arlington our digital plan review and that digital overlap where you can see like whoop that I'd make any comments on it's not bubbled and yet they changed it what happened here um so I think those kinds of technologies and tools that make things faster not just for me from reviewing plans or from looking at things and like having things, but also from our constituents where it's like, hey, if I can get this one or two days sooner, you can start building your addition. You can, you know, start that, like your one month less of mortgage payment because we moved you faster because of this digital process. I think that that is always something in my mind of the people we serve and we're not a choice. Like, congratulations, you're getting permits from Arlington County. There is no choice about it. So trying, trying to leverage that technology to better serve is really, really important to me. Love it. Absolutely love it. You've given a lot of great and valuable information. I think anybody who has wants a future in our co-profession can really draw from this podcast to really see a path forward, to really see oh, I can get involved. I can't be young. I can't have that ambition and that that drive to really go for it. So I really, really appreciate you. Um, what, last but not least, what is your advice for future code professionals? Um, say yes, a bunch. Like that's that's what I started out doing. Even if you have no idea, like if you're like, you know, say, Yes. Can you pair me up with a mentor who can help me do this? Say yes, but I don't know what I'm doing. Or I'd like to say yes. I don't know how much time that'll take. Can you tell me? Like, or say, I don't know, tell me more. Um I spent the first probably five years of my career in code saying yes to everything. And now I have the privilege of saying no to some things that are really incredible. Where I'm like, I think you and I were just talking about that of like getting to that space in your career where you really have cultivated a reputation for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so now people are like, oh, I wanna talk with Christina about this. Christina should work on this. Like her insights are where we want this. And so mm -hmm. now like you get to really work on things you're passionate about. Yes. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna guess you started out like me where it's like, okay, let's just yes. say I'm, yes to a bunch of stuff. I'm just gonna do it all, change the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah. And the last thing is reach out. Like I have not had a single person in ICC or in VBCOA that when I've said like, I'm interested or I wanna learn more who's told me no. I've had people who are like, oh, I'm super busy. Let's find the time. Like can't do this this week, but like reach out. I'm I'm super interested. And if if you're looking for somebody who has more of an inspections background or more of a code enforcement background or something else, like pick somebody you know to reach out to, even if it's not what you're interested in. Hey, do you know someone? Um, it, it really is incredible how really supportive the industry is and how much we want people to be involved. And I, I would say that whether, again, it's your first year, two years, or whether you've been doing this 15 years, and now you just want to start getting involved, like you've been, you're an excellent plan reviewer, an excellent inspector, an excellent permit specialist, an excellent code enforcement specialist, like you may have been doing this for 10, 15 years, and now you're like, hey, I'm at a point in my personal life, in my career, where I want to start getting engaged. I want to mentor people, or I want to participate in code development, but I have no idea. Um, I think these pathways are open not just to people who are in their 20s and have 
more energy than they know what to do with. <laughs> I think this this is open to people in their 40s, in their 50s, who have gotten to a steady place in their career and a steady place in their personal life where it, they have that time to dedicate to. Wow. Thank you so much, Allison. Like, uh, this has been a great podcast. I am so grateful for Allison Cook out of Arlington County, who has taken the time out to speak with our listeners in regards to the co-development process, how to get involved with ICC, and the future of co-professionals. Thank you, Allison. And one more time, can you please give our listeners a way to get in contact with you? Uh, so. Thank you. This has been amazing. I love talking about codes. I will nerd out all day long if someone lets me. <laughs> um, so you can reach me. I'm at Arlington. So it's a cook one. That's A-C-O-O-K followed by the number one at ArlingtonVA.us. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I wouldn't suggest Facebook. I'm never on, even though it says I am. Um, <laughs> but you can always, always reach out. Um, and come to the Emerging Leaders Membership Council meetings. If you go to, if you Google ELMC ICC um, or Emerging Leaders Membership Council ICC, we meet regularly. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to have you join, even if you can't come to every meeting and get like little updates about like, hey, this is the agenda. This is what we're working on. It's a great way to kind of get your foot in the door, see what's going on. Um, so please like participate. I'm super passionate and excited about this. And I, again, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure to talk about this. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, everyone, that's been a VBCOA podcast, a Building Code Geeks podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, either Apple, Google, or Stitcher. Please make sure that you rate the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with the podcast, please go to vbcoa.org, go to the contact tab, put in your information, and in the subject line, put VBCOA podcast. Again, this is Christina Jackson, your host, the VBCOA education chair, and this has been a Building Code Geeks podcast. <laughs>